You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. Love the song. Hey guys, we are here doing another Shark Tank recap. It's episode 11. I'm Steph Z and I'm, I'm Phil Svitek. And Phil is, he's got the spirit, man. I've got, I'm feeling the spirit money. That's what I want, baby. <laughs> I was part of the 4.5 million. Two who got years, their spirit Two hoods. years ago, he got that spirit hat, hood, whatever you call it. That's right. For those of you listening, I but, have my spirit hood. But time out. Not up until this last Shark Tank episode did you realize that there was a nifty little button on it to make it scarf-like, too. I know. I did not know that. See? And I have another use for it if we're going to really demonstrate some cool uses. So, remember, it's got the gloves, right? The gloves are okay, but they also hold my popcorn. Oh, yeah. For those of you watching, this is absolutely ridiculous, but fun. But they also could hold the cell phone in there. That's true. Could be like a cell phone and a key. It's like a little... From last week, the purse thing. This thing holds more than the purse case. Yeah, but you can put your purse case in here. But it keeps your head warm, too. Exactly. We like it. Okay, so we start off this episode with the Spirit Hoods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Spirit Hoods was the big teaser from last week's episode that, you know, they come in and everyone's giving them, like, the ridiculous look, and then they ask, what their sales were in the recap, and it was $9.3 million in sales. Total over three years. Now, uh, 35 years. counts, Zappos, Nordstrom's, and a bunch of other places. Biggest sales in uh, September through December at 70%. Yes. And what they're asking for is $450,000 for 15% of their company. So that gives it about a $2.7 million. Right? Evaluation? Yeah. 2.7. So, again, it's like, you know, we were talking about this earlier that, so like, there's a series of people coming to the Shark Tank and and valuating their companies at these, not ludicrous, like, they're kind of spot on a little bit, but again, it's like, you hear the numbers and your first intention, or your first instinct is to be like, oh, wow, 9.3, but their sales are dipping. They hit their peak in sales two years ago. I was, you know, I was an early adopter, as they said, and then we started declining. Um, I learned a lot in, t- in this episode. Um, you know, obviously, basically everyone pulls out. Kevin's out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rob says that, that there's too many businesses kind of out there, the same thing. Barbara's out. Uh, Mark points out that, you know, if they wanted to sell these, it would have to be at $19. Yeah, the price to, point's too big. Yeah, and, and the fact that it pretty much takes them $29 to make. Um, so they're $99 to sell, so it's pretty pretty high up. But I've seen them for cheaper as well. So it takes them Where? To, I've seen them in like... So like spirit hoods or other ones? It's not a ones? spirit hood, but okay, it's... Okay, so then that's the It's a hood that makes you spirit tea. Then that's the... 
competition yeah. as I take more <laughs> popcorn. Eating popcorn out of your pocket, out of your spirited pocket. Um, you know, was this the first time too? Barbara got a little snappy on this one. I want to like buy into a company that's rising, not falling. Like I feel like maybe, and again, I'm sure they film like five or six episodes at a time, so they might have been a little bit tired or whatever. But I feel like everyone was a little bit like they all had their claws out a little bit. Well, I mean, the- Damon had obviously kind of ended up with him, right? And he wanted right. to license this, and he wanted fifty percent, right? But I love the lesson there that you know when he. They're like, because Robert points out, you know, he's this is the guy who started off with hats, and um, and so for him, he was like, okay, that made sense. And then later he revealed that, you know, in time, I had to make outerwear, backpacks. Yeah, you have to have a whole brand. You can't just have hats and go. But what I thought was very interesting about the offer that Damon gave that he'll give the the four hundred fifty k for fifty percent that they because of all the licensing factors and then they came back with him which I thought was a pretty good I thought it was good too yeah I was like it showed that they were smart and again I think everyone gave them a little bit less credit because they walk in with these funny hats on but the fact that they were like you know Steven if you want to grab our audience member Chloe who is our mascot dog yeah yeah Chloe's going a little nuts but um, I don't she know, likes the spirit hood. She's she going does nuts like the, for the She's got hood. a pink jacket on, so no. There needs to be dog spirit hoods. That, but that's paw, how we can market it more. In it? Oh my god, that would be amazing. We're in. We're on Shark Tank. Done. But um, I did. I really like how they came back and they're like, okay, instead of fifty percent, we're gonna evaluate our company. We're we're comfortable at two point two five. No, uh, giving 22%, evaluating it at $2 million. So, and I thought that was a really, I'm really, like, I was shocked that Damon shot it down so quickly. Because I thought that was a smart play. And then plus uh, royalties on the licensing. So it's like, they're saying, we want you to do this. We're going to give you a bigger percentage of what we've already created. And if you go create this other thing, you'll get more of that. Which I thought, like, I can't believe he was just like, nope, see you later. You waited too long. Yeah, I I thought... Again, people for, have stepped out and come back with more ridiculous things to say about it, and they actually stepped out and like gathered themselves and came back where I thought was a pretty good. Yeah, know, most most people would have literally been like, okay, so Damon's offer was four fifty for fifty percent. Most people would have come back. Uh, can you do four fifty for sixteen percent? Yeah, and it didn't even they wouldn't have even occurred to them to you know revisit the licensing deal, which I yeah. did. I thought it was very smart of them. When he said that, I was very shocked. I was like, I didn't give them enough credit. Yeah, it it, it sucks, but you know what? If you're listening, Spirit Hoods, I think Dogware is the next part of the brand. Dogware, we want a percent uh, of every dog Spirit Hood. Uh, we'll make it. We'll make it. Four percent. Why not? Four percent too. I each. think we could sell a lot of these. I think we, could, especially if you wear them, get Chloe up here. So. <laughs> Sparky. We got a lot of dogs. We got a here. bunch of dogs running around here. Um, okay. Anything else about spirit hoods? I mean, you have your spirit on. You like it? Is it comfortable? I like you the... wear it. Well, tell me about it. I don't What's... wear it. <laughs> to be honest, you've had it for two years. You didn't even buy it. Okay, I got it as a gift um, to go to Sundance, the film festival. Right? right, and Sundance is supposed to be this fun thing, and in, in the middle of winter, you know, a lot of people go skiing. You know, you, you bring up your girlfriend, you, you kind of hang out in the lodges, you know, drink wine. That that that's what this hat is saved for. And it should be you should be able to hold your wine glass in it then, or a beer. you could, could put a beer in there. I probably could. Um, or like it's supposed to be like a you know, if you do backcountry skiing, you know, um, for. For example, there's a Tuckerman Ravine, and, and it's like a big party scene on the Lunch Rock, they call it. I've never seen anyone on the mountains with one of those on. But I'm saying that's what you would use it for. 
I if you wanted to go party more, on the mountain, this is what you would wear. If you're partying on the mountain, if you're actually riding on the mountain, yeah, no, I don't no. think you're wearing that. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe. definitely a very specific market. Yeah, I do like, too, how when they were giving them out, they made Mark wait, and they had the, the team spirit. Whatever, what did they call it? The um, team spirit. Yeah, it was a team yeah. spirit, and you could do a team. Because I could see people. People wear the morph suits at, at competition yeah. sports and stuff. I could see that being like, you know... A New York Jets one, like white and green mohawk, and the- especially if like okay, especially Green Bay or any one of those where it's freaking cold. What was the game that was played right. today in the middle of snow? There was four games to play in the middle of the snow. You, the you know Detroit, what I'm saying? That, so that would game be was the snowstorm. Yeah. So that would be great to have at one of those football games when you're freezing your nutsack off. Yeah, or European soccer games in the middle of winter. Yes. Okay. And great model choice. I didn't even recognize. I didn't even. The mo- it went when. Uh, even, it didn't even. <laughs> no, because I, I remember Robert was said something about it, but to me, um. When when uh when when uh the guys were like, hey, can we go outside? He's like, yeah, you guys go outside. Leave the two girls here. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but clearly it didn't work because they didn't get a freaking deal. Yeah. But you know what? I'm sure they'll be successful. Something else do we want to mention in the beginning, or do we want to wait till our we'll news? We'll wait till the end. Okay. We found out a very good inside bit of information. Very, very good. So keep listening. Okay. Next out was the high-tech way to transport to alternate reality was the little slogan. And I was like, what is this going to be? Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. That's not very high tech way though. That's very low tech. Okay, it's like you smoke a tree. You know what I mean, or or something. That's not super high tech, dude. It's all about how you inject it or whatever. Right, right, right. He, okay. Anyway, so then we have the Omni, the the Virtuix Omni, however you say it. And I have to say, like, come. I'm not really a fan of this thing. What do you think? Remember um the movie First Kid? No. With Sinbad. No, and that's probably why. <laughs> okay, it just reminds me of that. You know, it, this whole virtual reality thing, it, we've been trying to get it up and running for a while, I feel like. And it just, I don't think anybody cares. But for the virtual reality thing to work for me for video games, it has to be something completely with the eye. Like, you don't have to run and do all this stuff. It's virtual if you're seeing it, like, in your mind, what your mind is doing is happening. It's literally going to be the only way to make this work is going to be like the Matrix or like or the, just... Google, the Google Glasses will probably have some sort of something, mm, perhaps. But that's to me what it is, and it is. It looks like a, you know, and he's. Jay, it looks like an exercise machine, right? And Jay, he comes out. The guy, he's asking two million dollars for ten percent of his company, that's so dope. he's valuating his company at twenty million. They overvalued it a lot. Because it only really you'd only use that if you have the Oculus Rift and a game that's been formatted to work for it. The problem with the Oculus Rift right now is you need a you need a programmer to format a game to actually use with it. So it's kind of more of a novelty right now. Really fun to do, really cool to do. But the only way I see like Omni working is if they have like a building or like a mall that has like four of them set up and you pay to use it with a game for like half an hour or something and then like you have your little Oh, kind of like a laser tag like if it yeah. had like a laser like a like you go somewhere to do this yeah that's that's what i really think like oh, i could open a business doing that and that would probably do fairly well at like some of the malls because everyone really wants to try it because they only get to see videos one thing that's really funny though is 
the Oculus Rift is a really disorienting device if you use it for different things. So they've done it with like skydiving games and they put someone who's deathly afraid of roller coasters on the Oculus Rift for a roller coaster game. And it's absolutely hilarious. But really, again, it's a thousand dollars because you need the Omni. You, you can get the Oculus Rift alone, but to use the Omni at all, you would need that unless you just want to look at your TV while you're walking, which is kind of. Well, Funky. yeah, it w- I thought it was a little bit like shady the way he described it, especially since he said he did a Kickstarter from it and he raised $1.1 million and he mm-hmm. sold almost 3,000 units for $499. But that's just what that's just the thing that you the walk on. That's like getting soda cans without soda. It's or like without the thing to open the top. It's like it's in there. You just can't get in. <laughs> Spitting popcorn, dude. But at least you could still kind of open the can with a can opener. Right, but it's still, a little you more get my difficult. Tip. He's like, so all these people at Kickstarter are going to get this thing for five hundred dollars, and they're going to have to pay three hundred more dollars for the goggles, and then they're also going to have to pay for the gun to make it work. So they kind of got ripped off. No, the Kickstarter people know that because they know it's a developer's thing. Right, and again, I feel like this is the techno. What is happening in technology? is crazy right now. I understand that. And I feel like people are, well, some people are having an idea that's not fully formulated and being like, this is what it should be. And he kind of got ripped apart. He kind of got ripped apart. He did. I mean, I mean, I don't know if the lesson, Kevin says there's a lesson and don't evaluate your company to what it can be. Evaluate it for what it is today. Right. I don't know if that's the lesson here or... Well, he also said if he would have... Yeah, exactly that. But if he would have came in asking for like a $5 million valuation, then it's like... Then it, then it's more of that it's in this incubator stage still. You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm here at $5 million because I see what this can do and that's why my evaluation's there. But I need you to grow me to that 20. Because like Mark said, it's like once you evaluate yourself at 20... What in this proposal, there was nothing that got me excited that was like, okay, this is going to bring this to $100 million because you're not going to see any of your money back unless you get that high when you're already evaluating at $20 million. Yeah. Anything else on <sighs> the uh, – and I, I do. I think that people – the whole exercise thing, the fact that it was like – you know, people that, and I don't want to stereotype here, but they say that people play video games. It's like a relaxing thing that they do to escape. It's not like an exercise. It, it just also, I know, uh, I like how, you know, he, he he knew he kind of wanted to go after Robert, right? Right. And as soon as Robert was like, hey, you kind of look like you're interested. Give it a try. Give it a try. And Robert gave it a try. And fell. He didn't look – yeah, I mean, I don't know what the learning curve is. I mean, granted, someone could be way it's better. Got it. There's got to be a learning curve. Yeah, and so, like, you know, it's, it doesn't It doesn't seem like the average person is going to get this right away. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have invested in that either, would you have? If you had the money. Had the mon- not you had this. a money tree growing in your yard, would you invest in this? Well, if I have an endless supply, then why not? <laughs> well, because if it's a bad idea, then it's just a waste. You know, it's it's a waste of my money tree. And yeah, it's a waste I mean, of your patience, and it'll be a bunch of headaches if you don't think it's a good idea. It wasn't. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I have to see it. Had he told me like he's already got deals with Xbox and PlayStation and all that, then I would have been like, oh, right. But none up? of his none of his stuff 
what was it patented? Like what? Like he was using someone else's technology together with his thing in order to make it work. Like he didn't create this new thing that no, no one else had. No. So why would PlayStation or Xbox or whatever? That why would they go to him? They wouldn't. They would go to this Oculus Rift person, right? Yeah, and person, I, you should but... you should have gone there and said, hey, you know what? Let's develop this together. You have this. Right. I can bring this to it. Right. Let's partner. Right, yeah. If he would have came in like, I've already done $1.1 million in sales through a Kickstarter. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. Help me get there. Because I, I do. I feel like a lot of – I feel like 50% of this is a good idea, but 50% of it, you need a good pitch. Omni has the patent for the treadmill device. That's all it has the patent for. And yeah, then that, Oculus has the patent for the – What about the shoes? Do the shoes go with that? It yeah, you have to, you have so to wear those kind of shoes to use this. Otherwise, it, it doesn't work. And the only way you can get those kind of shoes is through them. Well, they come with them. Like you order it and you get those. You, that's part of the four ninety nine. Yeah. Right, but but say you have two people in your house, only one person can use it. You need a different pair of shoes for each person. Ah, shoes are fifty bucks yeah, at least. Go. Ah, got you there. Don't. Um, yeah, just it's almost like. It's when you need one thing without the just just join forces. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, so Omni. Um, I'm so sorry you didn't get a deal. Nope, at all. Next, we move into the Fohawks. What do you think, Funny Hat Man? Oh my God. They, okay, <laughs> kids don't want to wear helmets. Do they really want to wear a helmet with a Fohawk? They're going to get the – you talk about bullying nowadays. They're going to get the crap kicked out of them. I would beat them up. Okay. I could see both sides of this. Number one, I don't – I worked in the action sports industry for a very long time. And I feel like I've never – like pros wear helmets. So I don't, I don't get the whole kids don't want to wear helmets so much. Like I, is that really a problem? Like I don't know that that's such a big problem. I didn't wear my helmet. Right, but that was a different generation. Uh, like, yeah, when we rebel. were kids, I didn't wear a helmet either. But now, like, kids now, like, you see them at the skate park, you see them there, you see them there. Kids that actually are putting themselves in, you know, more danger than just, like, riding a bike down the street, which is also could be very dangerous. I understand that. But, you know what I mean? Like, they're wearing, they've got all kinds of gear. Yeah, yeah. but even more so now than Steph, because... I mean, look at kids now. They're all about, like, swag and blah, blah, blah. That's they, what I'm saying. They want to they look. They have their hair done. Like, even guys that are over the age of 13, like, they do their hair like One Direction kids and things like that. So they don't want to wear the helmet. Right, no, but, but guys that are doing their hair like One Direction kids are not at the skate park either. But there's, like, a statement of hair underneath the helmet or whatever. Or you put, like, right. cool stickers what on I'm your helmet. What i the cool – like, when we were, when we were younger, kids mm. – the pros weren't wearing as men as much helmets. You know what I mean? Like even look at a sport like football and all the helmet technology because of all the concussions and all the stuff. Like nowadays, athletes that are the role models for these sports are wearing the protective gear. So I feel like it's more so now kids are inclined to wear protective gear than they were now. But everyone's saying that this is such a huge problem now. Like, is it just parents being like, is it wimps? Is it like kids being be wimpy? Wimps. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, there's an outrage about this, and it's like, we didn't wear it. Like, we were fine. I just, I, I don't know that this faux hawk works. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. It actually brings up, I don't know that it works either. The and numbers! 
Say that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The numbers say that the faux hawk doesn't work. And she got a little uh, emotional. I, she got, I love this. She was spicy. She was pissed. She was. But for no good reason. Like, if you own a company, any company, fifty like $50,000, got it. It's, it's, it's money. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, you're making $4,000 a month worth of sales. About. That's and not a lot. Like, like for you to think that that's a big number, Okay, for you, a little diluted. Had you watched Shark Tank before, I understand. Okay, you, you can. If, you, if you're on Shark Tank and you've never seen it before, problem. Problem. Indeed. Uh, second, if you, uh, okay, $50,000, again, what I liked about this portion in particular was that Mark was the one who kind of, eased everybody and said and kind of explained it like listen had you told us you had fifty thousand dollars of sales in one store different story but it's the fact that it's so spread out and i you you could paint these guys as greedy all you want but in sales fifty thousand dollars is not very impressive no not at all not at all and i i think too i didn't for me taking all the all the like wimpiness or you know whatever rules out of it I didn't think it was cool. I've seen way cooler mohawks on helmets. I agree. Like also- it was too tall. Like I, I like the, I like the let's switch. I like that mm-hmm. idea of it, but it was very. Um, it looked like foam. It was foam. I know, much. but it, you know what I mean. Like it looked like those. It looked like not cool. Back to more. I mean, the problem for me I had was, you know. Her sales were low, yes. So just admit that had she been a little more honest and genuine and just kind of listened and was willing to cop to the fact that sales weren't great, mm-hmm. then, okay, I don't know if you would have gotten a deal, but you would have gotten respect. Right, and I don't. I know that also, like, with the test store, like, I can understand that. Like, when I had my line, we tested in a bunch of stores, but she's testing in Toys R Us and in Walmart. Like, I can't imagine, like... I'm really curious at what those test orders are. Like a test order, when I had my – the first order we got for my clothing line was nine stores. They call them doors. Nine doors for Neiman Marcus. But she Marcus. didn't have doors. She had, um, she had only online. Oh, it was just Toys R Us and Walmart online. Online. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was, was... going to say like a test order from those big companies should be more than $50,000. Yeah. Got it. That was the difference. You had stores. They didn't. And does a helmet come with this? No. Just That's what I didn't understand. Do you just literally take some Velcro, put it on your pre-existing helmet, and there's your little faux hawk? And it fits to any helmet? Yeah, because Velcro. <laughs> right. But it's like, why wouldn't the people like Protec, who's the master of helmets, just be like, oh, sweet. Let's just make a helmet with a sticker of Velcro strip and some fur and feathers and mohawk. Wasn't a fan. Why don't they just make helmets that don't look really stupid? Yeah, and I, you know, I don't think a helmet looks stupid to begin with. Yeah, I mean, there's really cool designs. Like my snowboarding helmet, I've got like speakers in it. You can plug your iPhone in it and you can't even tell. It's like in the ear. Like they are, what they've done with helmets is super cool. Like that thing, it just, it attracts more attention to it. And I feel like the whole point of kids that don't want to wear helmets attracting more attention isn't isn't the correct answer. And if it was like a fake, if it was like a you know like a fake mo- uh, not mohawk, but what do you call it? Uh, party uh, business in the front, party in the back. Mullet. 
Mullet. If you had like a mullet, you know what I mean. That's or if like con- hair came out of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or like uh, dreads Kids don't know or whatever. What a mullet is though. Like, <laughs> no, they do. They do. Aren't, they like, do. Party in the back. No, they don't. All right. So and then afterwards, it was a little bit like she kind of, she kind of cried. Like there's no crying in the Shark Tank. There's but uh, let's talk about flash sales because you know everyone's like okay, oh, it's yeah. a little bit too high in price. Have Let's you had? Yeah, yeah, of course. Take some popcorn. <laughs> um, they talked about flash sales. Have you tried a lower price point? And they're like, yes, we've done flash sales and we happen to do very well. And then it's like, okay, well, there seems to be an argument that your price point should be nine ninety nine instead of nineteen ninety nine. Why are you not going off of the numbers? Right. <laughs> How like, do you really feel about the flash sale? Um, I'll tell you how I feel about. Ironically, all roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. They always do. And she had that great quote. We came in here ready to make a deal. Who are willing to make a deal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nothing to offer. Nothing to offer. Yeah. You know, the the one thing, though, that I, you know, and I, I feel like there is no crying in the shark tank, but I feel like what she did say is that she was disappointed it didn't come across to them successful because it was really successful to them. And I can understand that a little bit. Like, if they're two moms, they're doing this side business, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of just got their dream shattered a little bit. But, oh, well. Next. That's what happened in the tank. Next, we got Al Bubba. Bubba. I love Bubba. I wanted to give Bubba a hug. Bubba's great. Bubba. You know they're going to get a good – I don't know. I don't, this, this is going to be a little bit unfair. But you know they're going to get a good deal, and it's going to be a heartwarming story when they open up with the family and him tell, kind of telling the story. Yeah. I think the uh, the fact that he was an NFL player might have uh, helped his thing mm, along as well. Possibly. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think so much. I don't know. But so Bubba comes in with the deboned baby back rib steak. Amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you know what? You know what? You know you know you're brilliant when Mr. Wonderful is like, "Whoa, I've never seen a food processing patent before." And I, it's the same thing. Like I didn't even, I would have agreed with Mr. Wonderful. Like, how can you patent just taking a bone out of a piece of frickin' ribs? Exactly. And, and what I loved was uh, he was like, "Hold on, excuse me, one sec. I'm not running away from the question. Here you go. Yeah. This is for this. This is for this. That's kind of crazy. So." Bubba was asking for $300,000 for 15%, which gives him a $2 million valuation. And, um, you know, he was a pro NFL player. And it was this this story. I kind of liked this story. I really did. He brings his daughter out with him. And, you know, he's like into the process. He says how it takes him like 20 years to get this done to be where he is. And Barbara, quite was it Barbara? Barbara questioned it. And she yeah, was like, why, why, why did this take you, you know, a year or 20 years, like whatever? And he was just like, you know, I quit. And then when my daughter wanted to quit something, he said, you can't quit. And she was like, but you quit the ribs, dad. And the fact, like, to me, like, that's a good business heartwarming story. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was really, it was, it stood out from the rest of the stories. Because they try to make all the stories, like, very, like, Warm and fuzzy, but nothing as good as Tree TP. Tree TP. What was that story again? Remember with the guy with the with the um, he put the TP around the trees, and he was a farmer, and he went with the Paul Mitchell guy. Yes. Nothing was better than that. But anyway, back to Bubba. Back Bubba to Bubba. Was... So Bubba, he, and I was a little bit unclear. It looked like he had restaurants before. He has. He has a restaurant. Because that the, never uh, came up in in 
this whole thing and, and uh, you know as it turns out and you know his his he owns a restaurant it's it's successful and the proce- the, the the profits of that went towards this right but does he still have the restaurant yes and, he does and he's but and the restaurant is not in any of this deal like they don't get any say no, in the restaurant that's a, that's just different different thing Right, but I, he just didn't – in the beginning you see that, and then he didn't talk to it. Maybe he did and they edited it out. But, but that's, how, that's how partly he was able to kind of – you know, he was able to take that money, and he was also supposed to be able to take the education from that business to be able to do this. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, of course he sur- serves all the sharks, it, and, you know, for ribs in the microwave to be done in two minutes, and they're pretty honest. Like if the ribs were terrible, they'd be like, these are terrible. Yeah. And it is. Like ribs, I, you know – I have to say, I've had ribs before, and I always, like, see them at a barbecue or, like, tailgating, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get all dirty. That's so true. I'm like, do I want the ribs? Because especially if you're out in company, if you're at a restaurant, it's like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah, (laughs) especially some places that are good. And the fact that, well, number one, I can't believe that it took this long for even, you know, the process in itself being long for someone to be like, how do we get the rib out of this? And then he did it. He took the freaking ribs out. And his patent, I believe, was that no one can take one or more bones, rem- like we can remove one or more bones yeah. out of the ribs. And From that's ribs. Oh, yeah, it's only one of his things. What was the other one? Um, it was for the meat itself or something. I forget. But yeah, that one was No, one was for the product and one was for the process. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, you know, and, and you cook it and that was... That was kind of like he he was smart. He had an answer for everything. They were like, you know, some of the best part is cooking it with the bone in it. He's like, well, I cook it with the bone in it, and then I just take the bone out. Make your yeah. life easy. <laughs> it's like, duh. Yeah. Um. But that was a, that was a good question because it came from Damon. Yeah. It was like because uh, it it was like Southern cooking. You know what I mean? I like that Damon knew that. Like, hey, you know, black folk gonna want the bone. Right. Um. And then. I like that Mr. Wonderful, you know, again, he's he's really impressed that he's never seen a patent on a food product. And then we talk about his sales, and he's had $154,000 in over one year, and he sells it in 48 stores, which I didn't think, I thought it would be more, asking for $2 million. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, th- I think you know, he's just starting out, and you could, you know, he, he could make the connections and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a very – it's the patent that have the values, as they said. Right. And you know what? Honestly, I have to say I I like tip my hat to Robert in this this one because I really loved what he had to say because they they start going to like, you know, Mr. Wonderful comes in with – he'll give him the 300K contingent on getting a large meat processor, but he wants 49% of the company. Like they they all go towards this like why are you trying to build this product that – and compete with all these other products, you have something that all these other big guys will want to sell it to them. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of agree with that logic, but in the same sense, I really like how Robert stepped in and was like, you're giving up a lot of money just to make a phone call. Like, you have this patent. People are going to want it. Yeah. So I was a little bit like, but, you know, he gave in. And uh, Barbara, I liked Barbara's thing too because she was like, I think there's better deals on the table. Yeah, they were all kind of like cool about this one. And Mark was like, you know what? I can't really help you. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. And then, um, so he picked Damon. He got. He picked the brother. 
He got $300,000 contingent on getting a large meat processor, and he got 30%. You know what I would have been interested in? Um, in the fact, I, I would have, obviously, I don't know who um, Kevin's guy is, but I, I wonder if a deal like this would have been possible where, like, Kevin, let's make the deal, but if your thing falls through because contingent on the, that phone call, I have the right to be with Damon automatically. Which obviously Damon would have to agree to, but. Yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Okay, moving along. So the news tonight, we don't have a flashback. But we, we don't. We have a little bit of an insight on this Kingonomics conference. That uh, More so about the casting. Uh, this is yeah. brilliant. Because, but that's what happens there, yeah. Because I like this. I like the fact that I was like, how do they cast this? Do they really go to, you know, because obviously if you're, you don't want to just get L.A. people. Usually castings happen in specific cities, right? We've seen this on American Idol, but it takes a lot to do a tour. And so you don't want to end up with just, you know, Los Angeles entrepreneurs or whatever. But the fact that at, at a conference, it's two birds with one stone. Right. And the conference was in D.C. So it's kind of a neutral place, so to speak. But it was. It was very interesting to see, um, you know, and you, you hear just little things. Like you hear Damon saying, like, information is the most valuable thing in a company. And, you know, the Sharks have nothing to do with the casting, which I think is pretty cool to know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that was that. And besides that, though, I feel like we got another piece of inside information this week that's a little bit more interesting. Fair enough. Go okay, ahead. So you can say it. You got it. I found out that for anyone – Regardless of whether or not they get a deal, anyone who physically appears on the show, 6% of all their sales go to ABC. Forever. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of changes the dynamic because I feel like if I was going – if I got on Shark Tank and I'm in that room – I'm I wonder like, if that's off the top, though, because it's got to be off the top because these people that say 50%, it can't be like – it's got to be fifty. It's got to be the six percent. Well, they don't get they get six percent of sales, so they don't get any. They don't get any percentage of the company. No. They just get a uh, royalty. Yeah, it's they get a, they, they oh, get okay. the royalty. Yeah. But my problem is, so if you're in there, you're like, oh, I'm already, I already lost six percent of my. I got to make a deal here. You know, I might as well walk away with something. There's got to be more to that though, because six percent of the sales. If you're if you're in there and your your product is thousand dollars or your product is ten dollars you know what i mean like every single sale there's okay. got to be more information around that okay to be fair i have not actually physically seen this deal and had my lawyer look okay. over it but i'm like in thinking about it it's like if they get six percent it's like if your company is selling something for a thousand dollars and my company is selling something for ten dollars or a hundred dollars yeah but six percent is six percent right but i'm gonna clearly if we both just sold Say we both sold ten. We neither one of us got a deal, and we both sold ten more pieces because of the Shark Tank. You're gonna get a shit ton more money from the thousand dollar product than this ten dollar product. So you would be more prone to put the thousand dollar product on the show. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, casting wise. Right. So yeah, there's got to so- be something that there's got to be something that there's a off. There's got to be more information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know what it is. All right. Well, if you know out there, somebody tell us. Yeah. Maybe like I think we're gonna have guests next week. Maybe we got a uh, purse case coming in next week. They're gonna talk to us. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll know. They should know. They should know because they didn't get a deal, right? They did get a deal with Lori. They, they got a deal with Lori. So don't. 
Why are you on Lori? You can't I'm forget not, about Lori. I love Lori. She's my favorite. Just because she wasn't on tonight's episode doesn't mean that she wasn't she's I know. Not part of the show. She she's make... always part of the show in my book. I wish they All could right. have six. They really need six. I know. I, they should have six. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I love their little teasers because they never really show the product. It's always just like, you suck. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out too. Yeah. So... All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, watching. Um, you can leave us some comments on YouTube if you have any questions, whatever. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. And you can follow us here on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. And, of course, we'll be back next week. And, uh, yeah, catch uh, some other shows as well. Sweet. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.